Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Content creators, if for whatever reason you exchange money with the client, you must protect yourself. Before today, you had two options. One, you had a poorly written free contract off the internet that didn't last 20 seconds in court. Two, you spent a boatload of money to have a lawyer with no experience in the industry write up a contract that really only talked about the terms of payment. Well, now you have a new option. Flash Film Academy provides the new industry standard for contracts designed by content creators for content creators. We spoke with thousands of professionals to create contracts based on real world situations. We offer a variety of contracts for videographers, photographers, podcasters, editors, and more. These personalized contracts go far beyond payment terms. They protect you from real world situations like our wedding videography contract. It includes many clauses, but one of my favorite is one that makes sure you and your team eat while filming a wedding. You may think that's something simple, but a lot of videographers run into situations where clients don't want to feed them or our second shooter agreement. So if you do hire someone to help you, they can't be on your shoot generating business for themselves. They understand that while they are working for you, they represent your brand or our video production contract which allows you to make more money per shoot because it gives you the ability to resell footage to stock video sites each of our 30 plus contracts have multiple clauses specifically designed for each job type and with the feedback from content creators like yourself who are working in the industry every day these contracts will stay updated you can purchase these contracts individually or in a pack click the link below flash from academy Be inspired, be creative, be profitable. What's really good? What's really good? Let's get this show on the road. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Boys and girls, photographers, videographers, colorists, editors, editors, everybody who make money using content and media. Welcome to Flash Film Academy. Listen, today we're going to talk about three things content creators must do to survive in a bad economy. I'm going to give you these tips for free. The two easy payments are free 99. That's what we're going to do. But you know what we got to do first? We got to do a few things first. We got to we got roll graphics. So let's do just that. Stay tuned. Let's go. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Perfect, perfect. All my gold members. Make sure you log in because it's going to be short this week. It's going to be, I say that every week, but it's really going to be short this week. Uh, we, yeah. So make sure you guys are, you guys are logged in. You guys are ready to go. Um, and everything is everything. All right. So today we're going to talk about three things you got to do. First, let me say this. If this is your first time watching Flash Film Academy, you got to know a few things. Flash Film Academy is a channel designed to talk about the business side of content creation. 
right? That's all we talk about. Recording. You want to learn how to take better pictures and you want to want to learn how to work your camera and all that cute stuff. This is not the place. But if you're ready to monetize what you love, congratulations, you have found your new home. So come on in, have a seat, and let's talk about how to get this this bag. All right. So let's talk about a few things, right? Because this economy is we don't know where it's gonna go. And we've seen some things that may predict some things, may predict that we go in certain areas and yada, yada, yada. However, I want to talk a little bit about what you should do as a content creator if things don't go well. I think you need to get ready. I think you need to prepare. I think you need to have a better understanding of how business operate in that situation. It's not the, you know, it's not the end all be all end of games thing. It's some things you need to learn and think about as we move forward. This is one of the reasons why, as a content creator, I enjoy working with businesses over people, because when the economy go down a little bit, people stop buying content. They stop hiring people to shoot parties. They stop hiring people to film events. Businesses, however, do not. So what companies start to do is they start to shed weight, right? They When things get slow, they become hyper-focused on being profitable, right? And you want to be a part of that process to stay in business. If you're still trying to sell shiny rocks and 4K and cute little, we're here to tell your story and show people why you're a great company and blah, 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 blah. You won't make it. I just want to be real with you. Um, this is This is something that you got to think about. So I'm going to give you three things you need to do to survive in that situation. Number one, we're going to get right into it. Let me just say that. We're going to get right into it. Also, real quick, we're still running that. There you go. Boom, bang, pow. There you go. We're still running that. Now you know, no one's half the battle. I got people uh, post where you're from in the comments while we get down. Post where you're from in the comments. So we're still running that. I'll lead it up there for a second. But let me talk about this. Number one, the first thing you need to do as a content creator to survive when the economy starts to go down a little bit is you need to become super niche. You need to slim down. You need to do less and provide more value in the form of ROI to your clients. You need to be the best at what you do so that you can provide them with what they need. Many, many creators think I'm going to offer more. You know, clients, stuff is tight. If I do more, I'll reach more. And that's just not the way to do it. You're going to waste too many resources trying to market to everybody, trying to buy equipment to do everything, trying to be everywhere where you shouldn't. You should be focusing on one thing and you should be, uh, be becoming the best at that. So you can get the most money for doing that one thing. I tell you to pick three niches, two niches. You really need to focus when things are really tough. You really need to skim down and focus on one if possible, right? Um, because you want to be as appealing as possible to clients who are scared to spend money. Think about it. If you got to spend $10 and you got to take, and you have a BMW and you got to get it, get it fixed. Are you going to go to the BMW place? Or are you going to go to a mechanic that fix everything? And all you have is, and they both saying $10. I'm going to spend it with the specialist because I can't afford to do it over and over again. I need it right the first time. So I'm going to spend the money in the right place. I am not going to go to somebody who, unless they're super cheap, you know, it's a dollar compared to 10. I'm not going to go somewhere else 
you know, and spend the money. I am going to spend it where I know it will take me to a certain distance and I'm going to do it one time and be done. I am not going to gamble. Even if it's $7 compared to $10, I am not going to gamble somewhere else with somebody that does everything. I'd much rather have a company in front of me that does exactly what I need. I need somebody to be very specific in what they do. All right. That is step one. That is number one thing you need to do when things get tough and get tight. You got to be super niche, become super niche and, you know, focus on ROI. Number two, and this is, I kind of touched on this a little bit in the first one, but it's very important. Very, very important. You need to share your client's profit first mentality. You need to share their mentality. You need to share it. Don't beat around the bush when it comes to money. Businesses don't make emotional, fun, creative decisions. They make profitable decisions. If you're here to have fun and be artsy and all of this stuff, you're not going to make it. In fact, you will scare them away. You don't address the elephant in the room and you're scared to talk about the fact that you are here to make them money. How can you ask for money and not say, I am here to make you money? If I'm here to make you a million dollars, I feel very comfortable and confident asking you for 500,000. I feel very comfortable and confident with my high price if I am telling you I am here to help you make X, Y, and Z. I am here to provide a return on investment. All this artsy cute, we're going to have it where the sunlight is beaming off and the quality going to be. They don't care about that. Business owners care about one thing, profitability, period. They need to make money with the money that they are spending. And if you go into these meetings, these pitch sessions of your proposal, of these conversations that you're having with content, with, with these businesses as a content creator, doesn't reflect that you understand that and that is your purpose as a company, you will get beat by a competitor that's not afraid to talk about money. Your competitor will walk, walk right in there and say, our goal is to help you make money. Period. We're going to use our what we know how to do. We're going to use, you know, content to help you do that. The solution that we're going to provide that cinematic is going to be designed to help you get a return on your investment. Period. I don't care if it's training videos, how to videos, whatever. Everything needs to be designed to provide a return on investment. You are extremely extremely valuable when you provide a return on investment. You're not afraid to talk about it. You're not afraid to say it. You're not afraid to be it. You're not afraid to present it and push it forward. You're not afraid to walk in the door and say it. You have to address the elephant in the room. I am here to provide a return on your investment, period. My company is designed to do just that. We just use cameras or microphones or whatever to do it. When you sit down with a client and you're afraid to talk like that, the client is afraid to give you money because 
The transaction is based on their idea of how to make money off what you are providing. If you are scared to talk about it or address it, they will be scared to let go of that money, especially in bigger chunks. Usually when the economy is good and clients have a lot of money, they can let go a little bit just to see what happens. When the economy is going bad or lower, people aren't making as much or spending as much or there is inflation, clients don't want to spend anything. They don't give a warning shot. They just aim and shoot. Sometimes you're in a place where you can't afford to give a warning shot. Bullets cost too much. It's too much going on. It's too many. It's too much coming at you. You're not in a position to give a warning shot. And you got to keep in mind, even though in your mind as this super ultra dope content creator and your mind, you know what you provide, you know what you bring to the table, you know how long you've been in business, you know how much your gear costs and how dope you can make some content, blah, 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 how well you can light, how much you spend for your slider, your gimbal, who cares? In your mind, you're thinking like that. In your client mind, they are about to cut a check of a lot of money for something that's not tangible, that they need to achieve something. And if you're not saying, I am here to help you achieve that so that you can do X, Y, and Z, they're going to lose confidence in your ability to provide a return on investment. So always, 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 always address the elephant in the room. The more aggressive you are about that, the more they feel comfortable. Go to your doctor, say, I got a problem. My knee is killing me and let them beat around the bush talking about your knee pain. Well, you know, uh, you know, maybe if you lost a little weight, if you uh, walked on your left leg a little more, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you maybe did this, then maybe things will be better. No, no, doc. Tell me what's up with my knee. Well, your cartilage is this. Your fluid is that you're putting too much weight on this. We need to do X, Y, and Z to get you right. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about what I could have, should have did. I hate when I ask people for advice and they tell me what I could have, should have did. Well, hindsight, I would have made that decision too, dummy. I would have went back and said the same thing if I knew it was going to get here. I'm not asking you what I should have did. I'm asking you what I should do. Anybody can look at the past and learn from their mistakes. I'm asking you, how do I fix it now? So as a content creator, you need to directly address that and not sit back and say, well, you know, we should have been putting out videos eight months ago. We should no. Let's talk about what we need to put out now to get this thing turned around to fix this. Let's address it. My goal is to, is to help you make money by doing X, Y, and Z. Number three, the third thing you should do, which is very important, extremely important, is you should present your client with a plan, right? In times of uncertainty, uncertainty, in times of, uh, you know, we don't know what's going on. We hold on. We scared. We afraid. Plans presented verbally or visually are very effective. They're very effective. If you're in a house and it's burning down and a fireman come into that house to rescue you, he's going to say, hey, put this mask on, 
grab my hand. We're going out the window and we're going down the ladder. He's not going to say, hey, we gonna, I'm here with you. We're going to figure it out. I'm here to figure, help you figure it out. House is on fire. I, uh, we don't know. We can't see nothing. Too much smoke. No. In times of uncertainty, a plan is needed. Now, let me tell you what I do. Right. I talk about this a lot in like module three. I talk about it a whole lot in module three. But let me tell you what I do. And this is something that I'm going to share with the gold members. I'm going to tell you what I do, but I'm going to share it, give links to the gold members. What I like to do is I like to provide my client with infographics or an explainer graphic detailing the process and what should come from hiring my company. I, I know places where I can get an infographic done for as little as $10. If you can't invest $10 in closing a client, you're probably the type of person who don't think courses and contracts help. You probably think that selling your 50 millimeter F1.8 and going to 50 millimeter F1.4 is going to dramatically change your business. Good luck. You're probably that guy. You're probably the guy who killed himself to go from the 8518 to go to the 8512. And because of that bokeh, Business is going to come a knocking. Good luck. When you get ready to sell that device, sell that lens, please let me know. I'll be there to get it with all the money I make from businesses that I work with. I would love to get it for half of what you paid for. Okay? Just, just let me know. Hit me up. Hit me up on IG. Um, Definitely hit me up on IG when you do that. Anyway, so I like to present an infographic with my logo, the client logo to show the process of what we're going to do because people like maps. They like visual representations of what's going to happen. If you can present this to a client that's afraid to grab your hand and walk with you through this burning house, you can help them be at ease and cut this check. You need to provide more reassurance. Remember, we're not delivering a tangible item. This $30,000 you're asking for does not give them a car to ride in. It is something that is digital that will be on a thumb drive or on a online on a network, something they can't hold or have. You need to provide as much as you can to help them understand the benefit of working with your brand. D Rose said, can you touch up more on verbal or written, which is the best way to start with a new client? Okay. So when I say contact the client, these are clients that I've either they're warm leads or we're in the process and I am creating a proposal for the client. So I'm not just busting in a door saying, Hey, go infographic. Look what we can do. No, 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 not at all. Not doing that at all. Um, um it's, these are clients that, I am in the process of they've they've we've established a connection. Um, we understand that they have a problem and I am trying to present a proposal to them so that we can move forward. This could be previous clients that I work with. This is not walking up and approaching a client that I have no relationship with. Um, very important that, that, that the difference is uh, that we talk about the difference. So um, when I am once I get your attention, and we are at the point where I am submitting a proposal to you. I am then because I can't I can't predict the steps if I don't understand the problems, right? 
on my infographic, I like to show pain points. I like to show where you are. Hey, right now you're in a burning house. No, no, no. Step one was the house caught on fire. Step two is you woke up in this burning house. Step three is you recognize that it's not safe here. Step four is you called 911. Step five is I arrived in a fire truck. Step six is I entered through the window upstairs. Step seven is I made contact with you. I like to show the whole process. And when they look on that map and see where they started and where they are, one, it kind of tricks the brain into already thinking we're in the process, right? They already feel like, well, hell, we we moving forward. We might as well keep going. So I got to sign contracts and send over the money so we can get to step eight. We on step three. Oh, that's all I got to do is I got to sign over to sign a non-refundable retainer and and we can. Yeah. Okay, cool. Little things like that helps. Little things like that help. Um, So verbal is okay. I like to do written as well. I always do a really good proposal. Let me let me plug this right here. And module two is proposal. I'll talk about proposals, why it's important, how to write a proposal. Why you don't want to just submit a bill to a client. Sometimes you deal with gatekeepers who don't make the decision. They got to go to somebody else to make the decision. Well, if they got handwritten notes and a bill and they're like, uh, they said that it's going to be something about a teleprompter and a slider going to be 3000 extra. And they said that, uh, they can bring three more people for another $2,000. No. Give them a proposal that sells like you never talk to them. My proposal is like a brochure. Even if I never talk to you, you should be able to go through that and get pretty much the same sales pitch, if not more than you would have if I got you on the phone and I have videos of my proposal. I have testimonials. We talk about a lot of that on module two. I'll leave that for module two. But so when I'm, when I'm presenting to a client, I like to present as much as possible. If I got, like I said, if I got a gatekeeper who got to go somewhere else to make a decision, give them everything they need to hand that off and it sell for you. Your competitor's not doing that. They're giving them a bill. That's the price. They don't even know what all they get. They don't even have pictures of, of, of your team and pictures of your setup and what to expect. They don't even know. They don't have an itinerary. They don't have anything. So I am providing you with everything I can visually, even though we had a verbal conversation. So, and I'm going to tell you why that's great. Another reason aside from if somebody got to go talk to somebody else and make a decision, I'm going to tell you another reason why that's great. It's great because I've had clients who couldn't make a decision right now, who had to sit on it. And they forgot about our conversation when they had to go back and pull up information. They had a they had a whole brochure to go through and not just video day rate, you know, teleprompter this rate, that that rate, this that they didn't have just that. They had our story, why we're the best at what we do, testimonials, how we can help your brand, what to expect our contract, they had everything there so they can go back over and refresh everything and make a decision and call me back. Now they may call me six months from now and prices have changed because that proposal locked in the price for that time, but they still understood the value we brought to the table. 
That is extremely important. That is extremely important. So with infographics being, you know, if you have a place to get cheap infographics that can, they can do it fast. I knowing the process and I'm going to, I'm going to punch you in the throat again, knowing the process. Cause in module two, we have certain days we send out proposals. I know how much time I have before this proposal is due out. I know when to get it to my infographic guy. I know what points we need to cover. And usually it's plug and play because I've done this so much. I'm only tweaking three or four things because we sell the same service over and over again. We don't got to reinvent the wheel every time. Hey, steps one through eight is the same for everybody. The only thing that's changing is steps nine through 12. Hey, plug in these steps, redo this, send it back. Or I can edit it myself if it's very simple. But when you give clients a roadmap, an itinerary, something they can follow, they can present to their, their management, their leadership, they all feel comfortable knowing what's going to happen. They see it visually. Same reason when you get on Google Maps, it don't just give you text. It's a reason Google Maps beat out MapQuest, right? Because you can print out that paper and just get text turn by turn. Those of those you that's old enough to know, before Google Maps, there was MapQuest. You put in the address, you put in your address, and you print it out, and you just follow the directions. Turn left on this street. Google Maps showed you following and everything. It showed your turn coming up. It was more visual. Same information. It just visually took you along the journey. You should be doing that for your clients. If you can get one done for $10, $20, and we're talking about a three, four, ten thousand dollar client, you should be doing this with all of your clients. Again, your clients, they're not spending money with you, not because they don't have it or they wouldn't have got your attention. They wouldn't have had that conversation with you. A lot of people think that, oh, they don't got no money. These clients out here, they ain't spending money. They want to talk to you about it. They just don't want to spend money with you. Nobody ever thinks like that. Nobody ever takes the blame and say, man, maybe, maybe I'm not presenting enough value. Clients want to talk to you about it, but they don't want to spend money with you. That's what it is. It ain't that they ain't got the money. They wouldn't have had the conversation. It wouldn't be on their mind. They wouldn't have, they would not have recognized that it's a problem. Let me, let me, I'm going to punch you in the throat again. I'm going to plug another one. Module three, we talk about the, the, the buying process, the customer buying process. Where are they in the buying process? If they know that they have a problem and they're researching who can handle this problem and they don't buy from you, it's because you did something wrong. Not because they cheap, not because they ain't got the money, not because they, your price was too much. It was that you didn't show enough value to justify your price, period. You didn't show enough value to justify why you put that number next to it. They don't feel like you're worth it. Nobody ever looks at that because you sit around and look around at the gear you got thinking that it relates to what the client want and it doesn't. The client don't care if you got a $300 camera or a $30,000 camera. They don't care. You're getting what studios or agencies care about mixed with what people care about. Agencies are asking what gear you're shooting on, what type of this, what type of that. Agencies are asking that. People are not. People are saying, how is this going to make me money? How am I going to benefit from this? 
How am I going to grow from this? That's what companies and businesses are asking. How is this going to help me achieve X, Y, and Z? Agencies is what a lot of YouTubers that claim they're doing it, who working for, that's, that's who care. And that's usually because they're shooting stuff all over the place and they want to make sure your footage match with their footage, period. But the average client, the average business that you work with, don't care what you shoot with. They'll ask you like, hey, what kind of camera are you shooting with? You can be like, <clears throat> Sony. Oh, <laughs> Sony, that's great. Didn't even say a model number or nothing. It could be a, it could be a handy cam tape. They don't care. Senior demo reel stuff looks good. You say you're shooting with a Sony. They've heard of it. I'm good. But you have to show value. Very important to show value. And I think a lot of people, that's, that's, the, that's like the number one thing people miss in business. They're mad because nobody want to do business with them. And when I look at their, their website, when I look at what they present, when I look at their social media they don't show value, zero value. They just, I'm me. I'm me, so do business with me because I'm me. And I got this camera and I know I can make blah, blah. I don't care. What you know you can do don't help me. Who cares? You're a good photographer for who? You can't show me that you're a good photographer for me. So I'm not spending money with you. You're good at what you do? I always put for who at the end. I'm a... I'm a really good portrait photographer. For who? Are you good at, with certain skin tones? Are you good at theme-based portrait photography? Like, for who? You, you're a good, you create good documentaries. For who? A lot of you don't know the answer to that. That's why you can't, you don't know who to market to. You don't know where to market. And you don't know how to show value. You can't show value to everybody. The only thing that's valuable to everybody is being cheap. That's it. And really, that's not even valuable to everybody. That's valuable to a majority of people. And that's really the majority that you really don't want to focus on. Right? Go, go to the bad neighborhoods or the neighborhoods that have a lower income and look at the businesses that target that income. Check cash in places, bad fast food joints, buy here, pay here lots. Do you see people really, really making billions and trillions off of that? Then go to the nicer neighborhoods. Watch the Lamborghini dealerships. Watch the higher end companies. Just look at that. Look at the income level in the neighborhoods you're in and look at what businesses are there in every single one. In every single lower income neighborhood, you see the same types of companies. They're the ones that's getting robbed. They got you know, bars and bulletproof glass. I don't, I don't want to have to do all of that to make money. I'm straight. I'm going to go over here to the and be a Lamborghini dealership that can sell two a month and everybody's eating good. I don't want to have to sell 30 cars off a C lot for us to keep our lights on. It's not where I want to be. If I can build and pick my company to, to make it be whatever I want it to be, why why be Kia when you can be Lamborghini? Why? No disrespect to Kia. But if I can create it the way I want to create it from scratch, the only way you would do that is if you don't know any better. The only way you don't know any better is if you don't invest in this. 
So choice is yours, but I'm not doing it. I've learned enough about business to know that the way you present yourself, you value is, is, is perceived by your audience, your target audience. They determine what's valuable. You just got to determine who they are and then provide them with what you think or what that audience perceives as value. So very important. People will work you there. People will work you for cheap. People will work you like crazy for cheap. Absolutely. The, the biggest clients I've had will be like, hey, go ahead, man. Let me know when you finish. The ones who I've charged the least, hey, let me see that picture. Uh, you think we can, hey, let me see. Hey, because they're, they, they don't, they're so scared. They don't see value. So they're trying to make sure everything's right. Uh, you gonna, uh, you gonna make sure you do that? You gonna, bruh, get back up. Let me do my thing. The ones who cut the biggest checks are always the best clients. They just, they chill. You, you see, go to a car, again, go to a car dealership. Folks will have you there all day. The lower the price of the car, you're going to be there all day. You see people go in the Mercedes-Benz dealership, point at it, sign the paperwork and be like, deliver it tomorrow. I got things to do. Happens all the time. All right, guys. Let me bring on any gold members. Any gold members got any wins? We only got a few in. All the gold members who got wins. Uh, it's time to speak now or forever hold your peace. Channel Zero say, uh, hey, Todd, busy doing a lot of work for clients, but it seems like I'm doing nothing because I'm not updating social or the website. I'm focused on the wrong thing. How important is it to keep up appearances? Once you have it set, it's not important. I haven't updated my website in two years. I don't have a reason to. It works. Um, a client is not going to come on your website and say, this video is from six months ago. What is he doing? They're not going to say that. As long as it is accurate, valuable, relevant content, it's fine. Don't don't fall for the hype of needing to uh, fake it to make it for, for other uh, social media people because a majority of them aren't doing anything. They're just stunned. So... If, if the fact that you're too busy to update it is a good thing. It says a lot about you. A lot about you. Crying, I'm about to go and jump into the, uh, let's jump into the Zoom real quick. Let's go, um, where my button at for that? I got one of them buttons right here that's going to let me jump right into that thing. Boom, bang. There you go. You're muted right now, bro. You may want to, there you go. Let me see if I can hear you. All right. So, uh, one, uh, yeah, I, 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 I have two wins for you. One, let's see. One's oh. a little bit funny. Let's, let's hear it. Go Army. It's always great to be a veteran. I like that, who? <laughs> well, and then um, uh, second, uh, I, I just finally locked in uh, some advertising that is geographically based and also targets my uh, intended audiences uh, that are, and, and I already have people asking to buy. That's nice. So, has he, and, the, and the ad hasn't even run yet. That's, that's, yeah, that's a win right there. That's a good win. That's a so, good win. That's a good double win. It, 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 it's a little win, but you know, and 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 then I'll 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 say I have a third one. I'm about to eat dinner, so I'm going to jump off this, <laughs> jump off the video. Well, well, if you if you jump off video, I'll tell a gold member standby because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to share my infographic plug with them. Um, I'm gonna share that with them with the gold members once we go to the after hours. But after hours is gonna be short, so if you go, jump on because we ain't gonna be on for five six hours. Usually we be on to like twelve one. 
starting at six, so uh, it's not it's not gonna happen tonight. It just ain't gonna happen. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna definitely do that. So I'll let you eat, and then we're gonna I'm gonna wrap, and then we're gonna come back, and uh, we'll chop it up with the rest of the gold members to jump on. Let let that man eat his eat his food real quick. So let me just say this. Let me end with this. Let me go over it real quick. Three things. Let me say it one more time. Punch you in the throat. Hit you with that uppercut. Um, Tim said he got to win real quick. Pre and post operation video project for an oral surgeon. That is that is big, Tim. I like that. Is that your niche? Is that an, is that the niche that you're working in? Or or um, tell me a little bit if you can. Why while I rap, I'll still come back to you. But tell me a little bit about how you uh like if that's your niche or is something that landed landed with you. If you're not a gold member, go for it. Jump on that. Jump on that and come and rock with us. Um, real quick. But let me talk about let me go back to this real quick. Also, I got a message. I I see you. I see you. Yeah. There you go. We still got it. All my Instagrammers that uh hit me up on Instagram while I'm trying to go live, popping up. There you go. It's it's a real easy code. It's 15 live. There you go. Save 15% by using 15 live on courses. You can use it on contract pack too. Um, it's yeah, it's easy. So let's say that. Um, real quick, we got a few people, a few more gold members coming in. Let them come in. But let me go over these three things real quick. Let me go over these three things because this is important. You got to go super niche. You may have to go from three to one. You got to be a company that specializes in something that provides results in something that's designed to take companies from A to Z in something. You got to You got to do it. You got to be a company that because companies that are afraid to spend, they don't want to let go of money need to be they need something that is reassuring. And if this is what you do and you specialize in. There you go, then, then it works real quick. I want to jump into this because it's something I got to talk about. Tommy Rebel said I started experimenting with Yelp for business. Any experiment, any experience with Yelp? Yeah, a lot of experience with Yelp. Um, how can I say this and still remain as positive as possible? Uh-uh. Nah, dog. If you ain't selling food, I, I didn't have a great experience with Yelp. I don't know, I don't know any content creator who had great experience with Yelp as a content creator. I don't know any client who looked on Yelp for a content creator. And once you sign that contract and you get that long, they're going to lock you in that long contract and charge you all that money. It start for free and start real nice and smooth for free. It's, it's, it's no, it's not a good look. I, I would say stay away from Yelp. I just, I don't know. I haven't had great experience with it, with, with them. Um, and I don't know of any content creator who's had great experience working with Yelp. And I, I have nothing against Yelp personally. I love it for food reviews and things like that. I don't, um, I just, I, I, I would personally say stay away, stay away from it. Um, you know, so yeah, Micah said he got to win. He said he couldn't make it on for a family event, um, but he got a W to share meeting with coffee shop to discuss their needs this weekend. Not my, not my exact target, but good opportunity. Absolutely. It may, listen, I've had beta clients land on my, land on my desk that, that introduced me to niches that I would, may have never considered. 
Yeah, Tim say Yelp equal yikes. Let me say one thing too. Let me say one thing too, because I want to, as I close out, right? I tell you guys to be super niche. And I think that scares a lot of people because if you think that you're going to do less. When I say super niche, I mean how your company is presented. I mean who you go after, right? Once you get that client, you can sell them anything. You know what I mean? Home Depot goes after people that's looking to, to build their homes and do home improvement stuff themselves. But when you walk in there, they sell a lot of stuff that's outside of that, from candy to drinks to just extra stuff. But they are a home improvement company. They sell contractor work and everything. So when I say go super niche, I don't mean cripple what you can do for a company. I mean cripple how you appear to a company. And this is, I'm going to keep punching y'all in the throat because these are things that I really talk about in courses. When I, when I teach this in order, I really talk about the importance of understanding the difference. This is why it's hard to get bits and pieces off YouTube and just go put it to work. Because the, the thing is, by being a niche company, it's easier to advertise and market and bring in business. Olive Garden, I like to use Olive Garden for an example because they know that there's a certain demographic of people who like Italian food. They know how to go after those people. Now, once they get you into the location, they can still sell your kids cheeseburgers. They can still sell your kids chicken tenders. They still sell things that aren't Italian. But they know where their audience is because they are niche. And if you notice, after the big word, I don't want to say the big sickness, I don't want to say because YouTube will jack you up. You notice a lot of menus got smaller. A lot of your favorite companies went from four or five page menu to a one page menu because they got super niche. They cut down a lot. They shed a lot of weight. They stopped carrying a lot of things that didn't move as much that may cost them extra money to keep. When things get tough, companies get slim. They get skinny. Be a part of that slimming process by providing a return on investment. You're not going to get rid of what makes you money. That's right. Mino say Bluebell stopped making uh, flavors. McDonald's got rid of all their all-day menu. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, gold members, I see some questions about, about infographics. We're going to talk about it. So I'll get to the after hours, but so let me, let me, let me say this. Um, yeah, Yelp. I, I've, that I've, I've had a similar experience with Yelp where it was a lot, it was some money involved and I had to fight like hell. That's just my, that's just me. So that's just me. Um, you know, so let me talk about, again, let me close out by going over the three things real quick. So just let me quick again, number one, become super niche, right? Pick something, help companies do X, Y, and Z market that to business owners be done. Number two, share your clients profit first mentality. Don't go in there and beat around the bush. Don't go in there and play around. Like you scared to talk about money and scared to talk about your ability to make that client money using content. You're providing a cinematic solution. Don't go in there talking about pretty shiny rocks and glitter. They don't 
care. They're worried about being in business a year from now. It don't matter how pretty your video or your pictures or whatever you can do creatively for them will, will, will be. They don't care. They care about can they make money. So if all of your competitors are like, we can shoot it and it'll look great. I walk in the door and say, yeah, we can shoot it and it'll make you money. They don't care what it looked like. Just like last Super Bowl, somebody walked into a company saying, hey, we... I guarantee you that I'm that I can shoot a commercial that'll make a hundred million people or a hundred thousand people enter your funnel. Well, how are you gonna do it? I'm going to let a barcode bounce on the screen for 60 seconds and people will scan it. Whoa, uh, is it are you, are you gonna shoot that with a red? You're using an Alexa? Is it going to be uh you know, how are we gonna do it? I am going to get a barcode and I am going to let it bounce on a screen like a screensaver for 60 seconds. And I guarantee you get more people in your funnel than you ever got in your life. Well, I, uh, well, uh, well, how do I know it's my audience? Because only people of this age range and this demographic understand what a barcode is. And they're curious enough to pull out their phone to scan it. I can also guarantee that all of the traffic will be mobile traffic and we will collect data and you will have the ability to market to these people for the rest of the year or until they unsubscribe. No other commercial during the Super Bowl allowed people to enter the funnel as effectively as a barcode that showed no actors, no familiar faces, nothing. That person who created that $10 video didn't talk about cameras, didn't talk about how nice it was and all of that. They talked about conversions, money, and it worked. Ten say, uh, my win is I have a golf tournament. I've been on top of for a month now, next Monday, uh, with the Negro League Museum. That sounds dope. That sounds fun to shoot, too. QR code looks cinematic. <laughs> Tommy say, uh, selling value versus selling art. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had to get into the conversation. Tim said I had to get into the conversation to discover their pain. Listen and ask questions. Then listen some more. Absolutely. You have to listen to what a client's saying and peel back that onion and say and, and, and discover the pain points, true pain points. Don't just take what a client say. Go deeper. Tim says, uh, which will lead me to a golf event in October of 2022. More money. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So very important. Very important that you understand the business side. Number three, last but not least, is you're presenting your client with a plan. I do this before they pay me anything. This is the plan. If And I don't give you every single thing, but I let you know that if you do business with us, this is what we're going to do. X, Y, and Z. I got to get into detail of how we're going to do it. That's what we do, right? You, you, when you go get your car fixed with a mechanic, and you say, I need a new transmission. They're not going to tell you every bolt they're going to pop out to fix the transmission. They're going to tell you, we're going to drop it, rebuild it, put another one in. Okay, let's do it. They give you a plan. Start giving your clients plans. Start giving your clients itineraries. When it, time, date, everything. Start giving that to your client. Your client needs that information. That makes you seem like you know what you're doing. You've been here before. You're going to deliver and you are of value. You're worth what you're asking for. 
be worth what you're asking for. So there you go. Now you know no one's half the battle. G.I. Joe. That's right, Creighton. I see you. You got the shirt on. G.I. Joe. All right? He said, why are you ruining my love with, with, with Ari and Alexa? I have a red. It's right off camera. I can go pull it on camera right now. It's sitting right there. I have a red. So I got two of them. So I like to shoot with them. They're cool. But they're not going to change my pockets. Getting one ain't going to bring me more money unless I rent it out. I can the same thing I can do. I can when you got this, the camera don't matter. The camera is a tool and it's not everything. It is a part of what I use. So there you go. Um, all right, guys. I'm gonna ask that you do whatever YouTuber named Mama asks you to do, which is like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go bug somebody. I challenge you to post this video in one of your favorite Facebook groups and piss some people off who still want to ask for budgets and do all kind of old school stuff like, uh, you know, dog portraits for two for $10 and all kind of weird stuff. Go make them mad by posting edgy uh, business models for content creators that work. I, I challenge you to do it. Also, uh, hit that like button if you haven't hit it so far. And uh, we're going to do this every week, man. Every week, every week. If you're a gold member, we do it every week. If you're a YouTuber, you're watching, we may go live. I don't know. Gold members, we do it every week. So all my gold members, stay by. We're going to uh, stand by. We're going to talk in the after hours where I'm going to go over some of the things I like to do. And uh, we're going to make it do what it do. With that being said, y'all be safe. And I will see y'all next week. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.